<laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You know, there's two things, Al, that jumped out at me. I didn't hear it the first time. Number one, you saying you can't you can't spend your money that fast here. I like that you kind of took this as an yeah. economic approach. You know, yeah. I'm not going to drink my beer in two seconds. This, well, first this, of all, this is a, a stadium beer. These aren't let cheap. Me, let me go ahead and throw myself under the bus. I didn't even pay for the beer, so I was just <laughs> was trying to find it. Yeah, I was trying to find an excuse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you just gotta, you know, you gotta pace this out. You gotta pace this out. <laughs> That, that's the other that's exactly right that was the other thing like i don't know where that beer came from i owe somebody 15 bucks i don't know who, Easy who bought that for me but somebody bought me that beer so i don't know if it was chris i don't know if it was amanda or emily or whoever bought i uh i know put put it on my tab but uh, i want to pay for my own beer um and i i'm like can i can i tell you a secret al yeah i'm pretty happy i won that I'm pretty happy that I won the beer chugging contest because one of my one of my buddies said in a he saw the videos and we were texting and they were all giving me a hard time and and he, he said Travis hates to lose and it's very true I really deeply hate. Are losing. you one of those? Are you one of those yeah, like on bit. at anything? Well, no, no, not at anything. It's not at anything. Here's here's my deal because I have to care about what I'm doing. So, or somebody's got to like run their mouth to get me not, to get not, me motivated. More the first thing than the second thing for me. For me, it is I'm not going to participate in something that I don't think I have a really good chance of winning at. You know what I mean? Like if we, if we said to somebody, "Hey, we'll do a hundred meters." Well, I can't beat anybody in a hundred meters. I don't care if I if I lose. Right? That. It has to be it has to be a fair <laughs> yeah. fight. It has, to, be it, it has fight. to be something that I yeah. know I have a chance of, of competing in, and I mm-hmm. knew I had a pretty good chance. And, and Antonio came in hot. You remember his phone call. His phone call, by the way. Which I like. I'll see I was you guys on Saturday night. Yeah. Look, look, who wants to challenge me? I'm like, I'll, I'll do it. Well, it wasn't even that. I, and I even told him when we were there, I'm like, I like that you basically said, hey, when I see you guys on Saturday, I'm like, we haven't even we haven't given it away yet. <laughs> right? But he was already like, hey, I, I'm, I'm coming. So I'm like, okay, you're coming. So I like the way he kind of set it up. Got us all uh, intrigued. And then you, uh, you put him back to reality. We had to let him know what was up. Travis and Slee. <laughs> Go ahead, Emily. I'm sorry. How, how competitive is uh, game night in the Rogers household, though? Are you kind of like a flip the game if you're losing kind no, of loser? No, or? I'm, I'm, I'm not a sore loser. I just hate it. I don't throw the board. I don't. I don't. You're all grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the game is I, over. I, that's really Su- Susan's more in charge of that sort of stuff. I, I'm the one. That, I don't care what they do. You know, they can go out. And Figure out your car insurance on your own this month. <laughs> that's Dad. more my lane. That's not more of the economics lane. That's kind of where it's not I that go. big of a deal. <laughs> We should have a. We, there's another thing. So we've got we've got a soccer game off the list. We need uh-huh. to do a baseball game, a basketball game, a football game, a game night, a softball night, a, a golf tournament. We got a whole bunch of things that we got to get done, Sleeve. Yeah, every Saturday for the next four months, we got something we gotta coming do it up. In a row. I'm saying we can spring all these <laughs> things out over the next years and months. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive uh, Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline, like like we like to do. Al, a little post ask Slee, ask Slee. Let's go to our phones. It's Manuel Ingardina who is in the suite on Saturday night. What's up, Manuel? I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say thank you to ESPN 710 AM, especially Tommy Lamb, Emily, Amanda, Carlo, Chris Morales. I mean, these people are salt of the earth if I've ever met anybody. The spread, oh, my goodness, dude. I put down four sliders, uh, (laughs) a dog, three chicken fingers, my biggest regret, not hitting the cookies, man. My dude Drew was able to smuggle a few away, but uh, I didn't partake. Man, man well, I got a quite. I, I got a quick question yeah. for you before you ask me my question. Were you surprised? Uh-huh. I mean, you had a seat, a front row seat of who's coming in for the food. 
Trav made one stop at the food. Were you a little surprised? I was stupefied. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what? Yeah, he was so respectable. I kept thinking Unbelievable. he would kind of nudge over and kind of just take a look. Yeah, but then uh, he he would hey, he would hold back. I got to give him credit because hey, I've seen I've seen Trav paradise. I've seen Trav basically say hey, bigger plates. You guys got bigger plates? <laughs> no. Hey, well, those little appetizer plates—they're really too, not man. helping me out. <laughs> Everything was was excellent, man. I mean, you can't get better at cooking a dog than they did. I mean, those were gourmet dogs, and then good. from what I understand, the brats were pretty brats pretty were epic. Great. Yeah. Hey, so. Real quick, my ask, Slee, is did Allen partake in like a Kobe 5-mile 3 a.m. run around mid-city, or was he fast asleep after the sweet action? Again, thank you, fellas. Everybody's first class. You guys are the best. Man, well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. Um, It got crazy, bro. I mean, Travis and I actually walked out together. We walked out of LAFC together. And the only thing that both Travis and I were saying is – where are we passing out tonight? Like we had, we had no plan. It didn't matter where we were going. We just knew we were going to be out all night. I was probably in bed by ten thirty. Uh, just heads up, Manuel. And the only reason Maybe I 11. wasn't is because I had a longer drive than you, or I would have been ten thirty as well. I got home around eleven, and by eleven fifteen, it was absolutely lights out. All right. So speaking of Saturday night, we were watching yeah. uh, the NBA Finals in the TV in the suite. You know, game going on in the field, basketball going on in the TV. And the last five minutes of these last couple of games, last you know, were really, really exciting. You know, back and forth. This is the first time that the visiting team has won a game. There was a great steal by Holiday, a lob to Giannis to kind of ice the game the way that it was. And it just the Bucks look great. Obviously, they're they're absolutely taking care of business. But how about this? Chris Paul is on the verge of becoming the first player to lose four different best of seven series where his team was ahead two to nothing. He's on the verge of doing it for the fourth time. The only other guy that's close is Blake Griffin, who's done it three times, and two of those they have co-ownership with, with, right, the, with the Clippers, L.A. Clippers, and then Blake obviously did it more recently with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets. But to me, there's no way that's a coincidence because we all gave Chris Paul all this credit, rightfully so, when the Suns started to play differently this year and, and certainly much better. But I get it. Everybody's going to have a, a bad series. You're going to blow a lead. Fine. Four different times. One of the great point guards of all time. All I keep hearing is he's about to kick four different two O leads. There's something there. All right. I'm trying to think here. So who are the teams? Oklahoma City. They were up two O. Correct. Mm-hmm. This is when he was with the Clippers. They were two up two O against Houston. Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, they're up two O against the Bucks. Who's the other one? Who, I who think there missing? were two different uh, Clipper ones. Right. I, I think there I think were two three different, different Clipper ones. Was there? Did he have so another one? Number five. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So what? What are the other ones? That one you with know the, of? one where he's in Oklahoma City, twice in L.A., and this would be number four with the Suns. Oh, I meant versus Oklahoma City, not when he was uh, oh, okay. with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, okay, so re- regardless of it, um, you know, one of the things I, I kind of and I don't think I was trying to sell the NBA Finals. I wasn't. I was telling you that I was going to watch it, but there aren't that many storylines. But I thought by default, this was actually a good series. I thought by default, either team can win this thing. Just just look at the top three from the Bucks, top three against the Suns. I'm going to get back to the whole Chris Paul thing in a second, okay? Gotcha. Giannis Attentacumpo, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton. The difference between those three and the other three is I think there's more experience between the three of the Bucks than there is 
with the three against the the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul Certainly obviously more playoff experience, sure. More playoff experience. Chris Paul obviously the vet, but the other two, this is the first time they've ever been there. It, it shouldn't be a shock or a surprise whichever team wins. So I don't think this is one of those. Oh my gosh, the Phoenix Suns. I think this is their. I think this is Chris Paul's probably his last chance or his best chance to win a championship. I think that part's true. But yeah. the reality is, and, and with the Bucks, they're going to have more opportunities down the road. This isn't that far of a series. So yes, we could point the finger at Chris Paul. Yes, we can do all that. You can do that. Middleton put up 29. Drew Holiday put up 27. That's aside from somebody who's won the MVP before. So I, I think the supporting cast for the Bucks are more consistent isn't the right word, but they're more of a threat. Chris Paul has not been that great this series, and that's the bottom line. He didn't have a good game, or he had a decent game five, he okay but he has five, not been yeah. consistent. Yeah, I, I think that's it, right? And, and going back to what you're talking about with the supporting casts, Chris Paul is supposed to make the supporting cast better. As, as the point guard, it is your responsibility to get them going, to get them good shots, to get them good looks. And it just it, and again, I, I think you're right, Al. I, Chris Paul hasn't been – he wasn't good in game four. That was a bad game. But other than that, he, he game five, you look at his numbers, he made all of his three attempts. I think he was three for three, six of 15 from the floor. Is it okay? Or six of 13, whatever. This is about 50%. He was, he was okay. Didn't turn the ball over maybe once and had a handful of assists. But – this is not the guy that was the difference maker against the Clippers. This was not the guy that was the difference maker against the Lakers. Now, maybe the, the, the difference is, is that he's playing up against a much better team. But I, I keep going back to this. If it happens once, it happens to anybody. If it happens twice, it's just kind of a weird coincidence. But when it happens more than that, when we're talking sure. about a fourth time, there's, it, it's, a, it's a lot like the Doc Rivers piece. Doc Rivers is a great coach. Doc Rivers is a championship coach. But Doc Rivers' team blows a lot of leads, and sure. that, that can both things can be true at the same time. That you can be a good coach, and you can be a guy that spits the bit when it, when the moments come around, and it feels like there's a little bit of that going on with Paul. That he gets tight. He that that the this the foul that he committed on Giannis at the end mm-hmm. of the game kind of got lost in the shovel because it was such an exciting moment, right? It was yep. such you know the steal and the lob and the dunk. Devin Booker Devin Booker's turnover. But yes. Yeah. Yes, Devin Booker gets the ball ripped out of his hands by Holiday, who runs down, throws the lob. Giannis bang. had a timeout that they didn't even use. Had, but he doesn't need to foul Giannis there. If he dunks that ball, it's a three. It's a three point game. You mm-hmm. get the ball back with 15 seconds left. You get a look at a three. We've seen Phoenix do some work at the end of the clock. You got a chance to get a good look. You can tie the game, go to overtime, see what happens. But he gets caught up in the moment. And now I get it, Giannis missed the free throw, but because he missed it so badly, it came right they got back the to rebound, him. Right. And he got the rebound, but he never should have been on the line in the first place. Know the score, know the situation, and I get it. It's emotional and it's fast and it's happening, but if all we're saying all season and all career long, Chris Paul's the smartest guy in the room, Chris Paul's one of the most cerebral point guards of all time, know the damn score, know the you damn know, situation. You know what I think the difference is between me and you when it comes to Chris Paul? I think you have him – let me try to put this the right way. I don't have Chris Paul on this hierarchy of a list. Like, I, I don't think of Chris Paul the way I think of many other players before I think of Chris Paul. So I don't give Chris Paul probably the amount of credit that other people do because I, I know what you're saying. What, what you're saying is all I've heard is this stuff about Chris Paul. How great is Chris Paul? He's the one of the top point guards of Chris Paul. He's one of the top point guards of all time. What you're saying is if you are all of this, you got to deliver. You've been in series where you're up two games to none. I know many of other greats that don't give up 2-0, nothing, you know, up 2-0, and, and they close it out. They find a way to close it out. The only reason why I, I have difficulty coming back at you in this argument, I don't put Chris Paul on that high of a pedestal. 
maybe it's because of everything that you just said. Maybe it's because he's been in – like, what should I really say about Chris Paul when this is the first time he's ever been to the NBA Finals that um, – I think it was the first time he even got to the Western Conference Finals. So I just don't put Chris Paul in that category. If he had won a championship, what I would say is Chris Paul took advantage of an opportunity without Anthony Davis, without Kawhi Leonard, without Jamal Murray. They took advantage of kind of what was in front of them. But I, I don't I don't put Chris Paul up on that level. At the same time, they could very well lose a series now. They were up 2-0. You know what my second favorite thing in the finals is behind Chris Paul blowing it again? is LeBron sitting courtside with his own bottle of tequila underneath his seat. That's just such a flex. That's okay. such a power move. By the I way, love that. By the way, let me just also say this. So that's his own tequila, right? That's right, his, his own, own brand. brand. Okay. Yeah. So there's people who go out there. You know I, You know this, right? I come from the the marketing world of uh, – spent so much time in the marketing world. They come out. They pay for their media, right? They, they – this is how many commercials we're going to run. We want this type of sponsorship, this type of that – do you know how much brand recognition LeBron just got his own company by just saying, right. you know what, I'm going to take this bottle. This ain't no, you know, this isn't any of those, this isn't Patron. This is, no, no, this is my tequila. I'm putting it under my chair. And, of course, every camera and every radio host and TV host is going to talk about it. it it's not like when um, MJ in the last dance had the drink on it on the end table. Sincoro. Sincoro tequila. And we're all like, uh, what, what's in the glass? What's in the glass? We, it took us four seconds to figure out what was in the glass, and well, what do you know? It's Sincoro. Like we, I mean, it's, they, they, these guys are not dummies. They're really, really smart guys when it comes to marketing things, so uh, not not surprised at all. How about this, Al? You ready to feel old? No. Well, I'm going to make it happen anyway. Okay. 25 years ago, Shaq showed up to the Lakers. Quarter of a century ago, Shaq that was twenty-five was years ago. That's right, ninety-six, nineteen ninety-six. Right. Twenty-five years ago. So, Shaq on the all-time list of Lakers. Where does he land? We'll get your answers. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Slee and I'll break it all down. It's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I don't know what it is. Every time I hear Mookie's name, Slee, it just puts a smile on my face. I, he's just one of those guys that I'm so Freaking happy to baller. see going again. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's, he's clicked in. Here, This is this is perfect. I want to go back to something we were talking about with Chris Paul a second ago before we move on to the next thing. This is from GFish21. It says, Alan, you don't put Chris Paul on a pedestal. However... Chris Paul puts himself on a pedestal. <laughs> and I think I think that's it, right? Is that Chris Paul walks around with LeBron James like they're on the same level. He walks around with Steph Curry like they're on the same level. Kevin Durant, it's like, "Hey buddy, you need to you need to walk a couple of steps behind these guys. They've got some they've got some skins on the wall that you don't have. Stop pretending like you're on equal footing. I think that's in a nutshell exactly why he rubs me the wrong way. What was the what was the banana boat that was Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Carmelo? Yes. And Chris Paul? I believe yes. I mean, I know Carmelo and Dwayne Wade and LeBron. I think Paul was the the fourth. So the reason like I you kind of look at that if you got your crew 
okay? If you got uh-huh. your, like, four guys, everybody kind of has their rankings in the crew, right? You're going to sure. probably have one guy that's, like, like the it. man, okay? That, <laughs> that's LeBron, okay? <laughs> All right? Dwayne Wade is not too far behind him in the <laughs> no, sense of, like, popularity no, and all that stuff. Accomplishments. And then you got some kind of tag-alongs. <laughs> You got some people that just kind of hang with the guys. Carmelo and Chris Paul have been kind of the hangers. Hey, this Groupon's for four. Should we invite Melo and Paul? Should should we? You know, we got four spots. Should we just see if they're available? Hey, you know guys. what they're saying too. You know what LeBron's saying. Well, if we don't, you know, if we don't invite Chris, you know, we're gonna get a ton of like Chris will make them feel guilty. I thought we were boys. Hey, um. Fellas, me and D Wade, we're gonna go on the banana boat. If you guys want to go on a dinghy that's towed behind that, you guys can go over there. It's for you, Chris Paul and Mello. And, First of all, no one should have gone on a banana boat. All of them should have just had their own. Yeah, get get jet skis. Go go go! Ride Everybody your own. has their own one. Everybody has their own one. Yeah, yeah. Single single loaded single rider jet skis. I don't need to see Dwayne Wade on the back of Carmelo was, Anthony's jet. It was ski. definitely Carmelo's idea of like, listen, if all four of us are on there, look at the difference in pricing. <laughs> yeah, the, hey guys, we can get two jet skis or. We can just do the banana boat. All four of us in the same thing. What do you think? Let's get it. Do you guys not understand what I'm saying? Listen, just listen to this for a second. I don't have anything else. Oh, that was it. That's all I that, That's well said. Why Chris Three hundred dollars or one fifty? This just makes sense. Let's stop talking about him like that. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more okay, got- at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Yes. Jump the gun right there. I got one sure. question for you. Let's say Chris Paul, big game six, mm-hmm. they they force a game seven, and then the Suns win game seven, and they win the series in seven games. Sure. Do you – does your – how much does your perception of Chris Paul change? It, some, for sure. If, if they win, he, he gets a lot of credit for it because he's Chris it, Paul. Because it has to be that way if you're uh, going to, you know, demolish him. Give of course. Him no, no, the no. credit to. It, it would it – would, if, if they win – He's going to get a lot of credit, and I think probably well-deserved. Here, here's the wrinkle that I'll throw in there. If they win because Devin Booker goes and gets 45 in a couple of nights and Chris Paul's kind of quiet, then it's a little bit – it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean he doesn't mm-hmm. get credit, but look, put it to you this way. If Devin Booker is the MVP, which it feels like if they win, he probably will be, um, then it, it's a little – it's not the end of the world, but I think there's something there. All right, speaking of uh, finals MVPs – how about the diesel, right? Shaq, 25 years ago, comes to the Lakers and puts up three finals MVPs. Yep. He becomes one of – because I, I want to do this two different ways, and I want to get this from Laker fans as well. 877-710-ESPN. Two different ways, Al. Number one, where does Shaq rank in the all-time greatest Lakers? Because I think we have a clear-cut top three, right? I think we have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, and Kobe Bryant. That these are the greatest Lakers of all time, and I'm sure if you're a little bit older, you probably want to throw Jerry West in there as well. But is Shaq the next guy as far as done the most in a Laker uniform? That's number one. And then number two is just most popular players because Shaq is right near the top of the list when it comes to most beloved Lakers of all time. So it's funny when you when you try to rank them, and let's just talk about what they accomplish on the court because Jerry West will be in a different conversation if we're talking about outside the court, um, just all his accomplishments as an executive. It, it is I, – I don't know how you can make an argument if, if we're 
you know, it's not like you're saying, hey, you're putting together one Lakers team for one game. You're putting together, it's just one season, these guys in their prime. Mm-hmm. You got to look at the body of work. Kobe being with the Lakers for 20 years. Um, Magic never wore another jersey. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was at the Lakers for 14 seasons. And, you know, a lot of obviously his main accomplishments was with the Lakers. I, I don't I don't know how, unless there's somebody else. Like, I'm trying to think who would be the next guy. I don't know how Shaq's not fourth. I don't know how he's not fourth. There's, I think there's only one other potential option at four, and it's Jerry West. For, for all the reasons that you just said, Al, that mm-hmm. Jerry West was a Laker his entire career. Yep. Jerry Jerry West won a championship with the Lakers. Jerry West coached the Lakers. Jerry West was not only the general manager of the Lakers, but one of the great general managers of all okay, time. Okay, so, if, if, so if we're counting all of that. So I was just saying just on the court. Because yeah. if, if you count it's Jerry West... It's isn't it? it the Jer- because Jerry West's presence just means so much to the Lakers that it feels to me that Jerry West is just a little bit ahead of Shaq, just because of the – to your point about the comp- – Shaq won a title in Miami, went to the finals with Orlando. Yep. That Sha- yep. Shaq did a lot of things a lot of other places as well. Jerry West, all Lakers. If you said most important Laker and you're talking about their accomplishments on the court, off the court, mm-hmm. Jerry West is – you're not having a conversation without having Jerry yeah. West in that conversation. By the way, it was Jerry West that – brought Shaquille O'Neal 25 years ago from the Orlando Magic, right? right? right. It was Jerry West that was uh, found a way to trade, use Vlade Divac to go get Kobe Bryant. So, Decent deal. Yeah, it was okay. I still think <laughs> should ask for a first-rounder. <laughs> I think we should have got a first-rounder in return. I don't know. Vlade, eh, how about, um, but, but how about let me, Nick let, Van Exel? But here, here's the thing. <laughs> Could I, I want to say one thing about that trade. We didn't know who the hell Kobe Bryant no, was. of course not. And Vlade was... A legitimate, right? He was a legitimate <laughs> big man. So I mean, you know, you're Charlotte. You're saying to yourself, I don't know what Jerry West is doing. By the way, you should always be weary at any time, any any time there's that type of person involved. You got to kind of think twice or do your research. But if we're talking about most important Lakers ever, then you're gonna Doctor Jerry Buss. You know, you're gonna start putting other people in that need to be there. Phil Jackson, Pat Riley. It's a different conversation. But if I'm just talking about on the court. Shaquille O'Neal was the baddest man. He was. I mean, and he it was. wasn't. And those three NBA championships that he won with the Lakers, three finals MVPs, that was never even a question. So um, that that's where I would personally put Shaq, and I'm just talking about on the court. If you start getting off the court, the conversation's a lot different. Yeah, well, Shaq, not only was he larger than life on the court, Shaq was larger than life off the court. You, you'll, you'll have to go a really long time to find somebody that doesn't like Shaquille O'Neal, that doesn't, that isn't engaged in his personality. Oh, like, his look, personality it was it, is as good fantastic. as it is in any sport. And, and it's fantastic. And look, I, Kobe's personality rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. There are a lot of people that didn't like him, right? But Shaq was almost universally beloved. Just a just a totally different guy. Let's try our first phone call here, Slee. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. Let's go to the IE and Joe. Joe, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Joe? Hey, how y'all doing? All right, good, brother. Thank you for calling in. Hey, um, I was thinking, uh. I- I would definitely say Shaq is definitely top five. Definitely. I would probably say Kobe is number one. Just in my era, just in my personal view, I think Kobe is number one. He did 20 years with the Lakers. 
Magic number two. And then it's a battle between Kareem and Shaq. I would I would kind of lean towards Kareem, but it seems like Shaq does have a case. So I don't know. How, how do you guys feel? Appreciate you calling in, Joe. You know, it's funny, Trav. I, I think they're – First of all, when he says Kobe number one because that was his generation, I sure. think a lot of people outside of that generation were also are also going to say Kobe. Like if oh, yeah. if you grew up in the Showtime era and that was your era, you still are probably sitting here today saying, "No, Kobe's the greatest Laker of all time." The credentials, the twenty years, the uh, there's a lot of reasons to do it. The Shaq thing I think is interesting with Kareem. Um, I listen if if. If you told me, hey, Al, who's your favorite Lakers center? My favorite Lakers center is Shaquille O'Neal. That's my era. That's I loved Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal, to me, was the baddest man on the planet for the amount of years that he was playing with the Lakers, and I love everything about Shaq. And I think his personality had a lot to do with it. Isn't that kind of interesting how, how different Shaquille O'Neal was? You said a lot of people probably... Uh, you know, through Kobe's career, Kobe embraced not being liked. He didn't care, sure. right? Like, sure. Kobe was... You don't have to like me. I'm trying to win, and that's all this is about. Shaq was more. No, I want people to like me. Like that, that was Shaq was likable, and he wanted people to like him. Um, I don't know. I, I think, but I think you know. You look at resumes. Kareem, no question about I, it, is the third yeah. greatest Laker. No, no. I, I, I really, truly believe that there are not too many things you're going to hear me say this, where there is no wrong choice between Shaq, or excuse me, between Kareem, Kobe, and Magic. It's it's your favorite flavor of ice cream. There there isn't a wrong answer, right? That Kareem's on the short list of greatest player of all time. It's 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 a three person list, and he's on it. Okay, Magic and Kobe both spent their entire careers with the Lakers, won multiple championships with the Lakers, and were beloved by generations of fans. So there there's no wrong answer here. I don't think Shaq fits into that category, but I think what's in it is that Shaq is the next guy. I think is probably true. I think he's just knocking on that door, and mostly because. He didn't. He, he did other work other places, and I know that Kareem did too, but the lion's share of what he did came with the Lakers. Was and with the Lakers. Think of, yeah, and, and Shaq just was such a force in Orlando. He was such a force in Miami. He had presence in other places along the way. Can I give you the perfect example? You know how we say, what if Shaq and Kobe played five more years together? What if they got along? What would they have accomplished? You know what would have happened if – this is the best way I could describe it. Let's say Shaq and Kobe – played another three, four years together and mm-hmm. won another championship or two or whatever the case is, that's when you could start having the conversation between Shaq and Kareem. Problem is one played eight seasons here. Another one played 14 with the Lakers. Yeah, one won five championships here. The other one won, um, three. you know, obviously three here. Now, the the biggest difference between the resumes from a personal perspective was Shaq, obviously, the three finals MVPs. But uh, you can't argue the 14 years over the eight years. All right. We got a bunch of calls on this. We're going to get to as many of them as we can. Those are coming up next. Plus, a division rival is already calling out the Rams. That's all coming up. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This kind of feels like the Serbian doors. <laughs> Getting it kind sounds of like Jim Mumford and Sons. From this guy. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. 
so you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. I don't have anything. What do you mean? You don't have anything. It's your job I to just, have something. Well, I just want to hear more of the song. I need four minutes of this one before I could comment. <laughs> L.A. woman. I think that's what he's saying in Serbian. I think that's what I'm hearing. By the way, has anybody ever said this about you? Because we just heard it from Drew in L.A. And I, I'll, I'll go first. No one has ever said this about me. You know who's really good looking? Travis. <laughs> it's got to be pretty good if you're Drew to have people go, oh, hey, hey man. God, you, look, you look like you got your stuff together. I like that. I didn't know where Chris was going with it, but he kept going with it. And uh, no, I have not got that. Just uh, heads up. Nobody <laughs> hey, said that to me on do? Saturday. All right. <laughs> Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. We're talking about Shaq. It's 25 years ago that Shaq came to the Lakers. And kind of where does he slot in Laker history? Because he's right near the top. He's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Kareem. But is he at the top of the list right there? Let's, uh, let's go to Tim. Tim, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Tim? I was just hearing your list earlier. How you doing? Good, man. Uh, Appreciate you calling in. Hey, uh, Shaq is a great player, but Magic should be close to that very top. He has to be one or two. Yeah, that's what we said. We kind of put we kind of put Shaq in the lead. Yeah, no, Magic, Kobe, and Kareem are in their own category. We're talking about three. There's your top three. Those those three guys are in a different league. So, really, the question comes in after that is, you know, where are you putting Shaq after that? Francis says Slee's most important Lakers list. Kobe, Magic, Sedale, Shaq, Jerry, Anthony Peeler, Cap, Terry Teagle, James Worthy, and Roy Hibbert. That was my 10. Sounds right. And then then I said, where'd you put Sam Perkins? (laughs) Roy Hibbert. My goodness. Do we don't want to have Moskov on there? Luol Dang? What did Luol Dang play? Four games for the Lakers? Luol still. I think he's still getting paid for You know, he's still. This is the final year that he's getting that uh, that check. Yeah, it's the final year. Hey, whoever Luol Dang's agent is, good on you. You did a good mm-hmm. job on that one, my friend. Let's try another one. Let's go to L.A. this time. And, Sean, Sean, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hey, hey, how's it going, fellas? All right. Hey, I got an issue with Shaq. I'm sorry. He was a great, but I also remember him quitting on us in a championship game against Detroit. I remember him saying on national TV, if the, the dog don't get fed, I'm not going to guard the house. So he has to he has to swallow that with me. Um uh, yeah, he was a great Laker, but to quit on our team, uh, I can't forgive Shaq for that. So he's not high on the list for me. I wonder if, by the way, I appreciate you calling in. I wonder if, Trav, there's a, a lot of Laker fans that feel that way. Because, by the way, you can make a case. You can feel that way. But you also got to look at his resume and say, okay, but he did do this. It's one thing to have. You know, we, we talk about uh, Chris Paul is not a good example, but – you can have certain conversations about certain players and then look at their resume and say, well, they can back it up or they did this or they accomplished this or they didn't do it. I don't know how you look away from what Shaq accomplished yeah. with the Lakers and for the Lakers. And I'm not telling you that it was perfect. I, You and I have said this before. I thought that one-on-one that they did, remember Shaq and Kobe would have that conversation. It was on NBA TV. Um, yeah, they probably both wish they did things a little bit different, that they played together for a longer period of time. But at the end of the day, what Shaq accomplished, he accomplished. You know, it's funny you say that, Al. You say, you know, they probably both wish they did things. To- I don't think either one of them would change a thing. 
I don't think either one of them could change a thing. Kobe because they're both alphas. Yes. Yeah. Co- Kobe Kobe could no more be the happy. I'm just going to let Shaq do his thing, man. It's cool. Not never, never, never. It's just it, it is it is just the exact opposite of his genetic makeup, and the op- the opposite is true. That Shaq was never going to be like you know what I'm going to buckle down and be more like Kobe. They're just they're they are who they are. And they, neither one of those guys was ever going to change. That's so, why it ended the way that it did. Okay, but they what didn't did, change? What did those guys care most about? At least this is what Kobe cared most about. Kobe cared most about winning. Are we winning? And I, I think Shaq had it that way as well. Now they both had different paths of how they thought they could get there. But knowing what you know, I, you know when you say they they don't want to change a thing or they want to change a thing. What if it could have led to another one or two championships? I, I, the reason I think so, Al, is because they both went and won more anyway. You know what I mean? They had one of them, like, let's say they trade Shaq, right? And yeah. they trade Shaq to Miami, and it just never happens. Sure. And maybe in the back of his mind, That's Shaq's a good point. Like, you know, and if Kobe eh, doesn't probably... come back and get right. to the finals three more times. Right. But they, mm-hmm. they both went and won more. They both, you know, Shaq got uh, one, Kobe got two. They, guys like that are not real pliable in the way that they view the universe. It's why they're so successful. It's the way that it goes. Let's try another one here. Let's go to uh, Victorville and Mark. Mark, you're on with Travis Lee. Hey, I disagree with the guy who said that, uh, that Shaq and Kobe would never change. They said it in an interview. Watch the interview. They said they would, and they wanted to do differently. So I'm going to believe what they said out of the interview instead of you coming and try to, uh, uh, you know, try to translate what they said. As far as uh, Jerry West is concerned, Jerry West is the logo. Jerry West is the only player to win an MVP losing the finals. And Jerry West also brought power. Paul Gasol. So for me, Kobe might make the 25, but my top five includes uh, Will Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, who's the only other man other than Will Chamberlain that has averaged 35 points and 20 rebounds a game, and then Magic uh, and Connie Hawkins and um, I would Kareem? Put, uh, say again? Kareem? No, I'm not going to put Kareem there. And as, as far as Jack Quinton, Shaq did not quit. Shaq averaged 26 and 10 against Detroit. And in the interview again with Shaq and Kobe, Kobe said, it's my fault. I put more fault on Phil Jackson for that loss because he got outcoached by Larry Brown. But out of his okay, mouth, I, Kobe I, said, I, I, it's I, my I fault. I blacked out for a second when we didn't put Kareem on the list. I, just, well, I, 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 was, I feel like everything else is kind of not really getting right after that. That's, well, come and, on, and, and let, me, come let on. me say this again. We are talking about what players did on the court. So, if if we're talking about Jerry West, Jerry West as an executive, Jerry West, what he's meant to the Lakers, you can't equate. Like, there's, I don't have a, a way of talking about his value because that's how valuable he's been. But there is also something too, Trav. I mean, aren't we the Lakers? Aren't isn't everything about championships, right? You, you can get to the NBA Finals a ton of time. You can win a Finals MVP on a losing squad. I, I get that. I mean, it's unbelievable, but. I thought we're counting chips, and that's kind of how I look at it, and I value it from from a from a Laker perspective. That's why I put Shaq there. Yeah, and God forbid that somebody lies during an interview. You know, you know, it's funny. Like, well, he said this. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm far more interested in what people do than what they say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you you can talk to me till you're blue in the face. There, there. It's funny. I remember a million years ago, I was interviewing for a job, and. The guy, the guy said to me, he's like, yeah, you know, you, the, you sound like you know what you're talking about. You know, you know, you, you, you know how to talk, but I'm going to need to see you. It was a, a video thing. He goes, I need to see you cut something up. Everybody knows how to talk. It's one of those things, right? Show me. They, neither one of them changed. You, do you not think that both Shaq and Kobe knew that there was no one else like them out there? 
that, that there was not another Shaq that was going to join Kobe. There was not another Kobe that was going to join Shaq. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just they they both of those men are really smart guys, right? They're they're not just going to, but they're playing nice in the sandbox afterwards. They're they they're a little older. They're a little wiser. They're a little sure. softer around sure. the edges. And it's yeah, we probably should have. And then they're hard on nah, not a chance. They're both there because they're both those dudes. Twenty five years ago today. 25 years ago today, Shaq. By the way, how about that offseason? They grab Kobe Bryant. They draft Derek Fisher as well. That's right. And Shaquille O'Neal comes in uh, from the Orlando Magic. Yeah, not a bad offseason. Eh, yeah, a couple of guys in the Hall of Fame and another one of the all-time great Lakers. He's another one. The that Derek, clutch. Derek Fisher gets left in the dust because he wasn't a Hall of Fame player. But without him, who knows what happens too, right? He was an integral to a number of those championship teams. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, you also, you know, that's kind of a perfect example. You talk about players that Robert Ory gets a lot of love, as he should. Big shot. Derek Fisher does, too. You know, really, you could kind of look at um, he was there for all five with Cope. Yeah. Well, being a Laker is a pretty good gig. If you understand what it means and you win, that's a pretty good gig because you go do something good in, I don't know, Utah, it's fine, but it ain't like doing it with the Lakers. All right, coming up next, an NFC West rival throwing a little shade at the Rams. We'll tell you who it is and what he said. That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. How about this, Al? This is from uh, Ryan. Hey, we doing a Dodgers Travis Slee night, fam? I'm in. See? We're, we're, we're booking stuff. We don't even have anything on the books yet, but we uh, – We've got people that want to come and hang out. I know Run Francis the credit card. Run the company card. Just slide that thing. Let's do a sweet night, and let's go from there. I'm not paying for it, but somebody else can. I'll go hang out, watch a baseball game. We can go do a Rams game. We can do we can do whatever we want. Let's do this. Got another great idea. Let's do Dodgers-Giants in Frisco. Run the company card. Just run the company <laughs> card. Hotel, accommodations, yeah. food, everything covered. I th- I just think we take a party bus. I think we start down here, and we just roll it all the way up to, what is it now, AT&T Park. We just park it right outside, and we just take over the place. We load up. We do like a, a full Can day, I tell you something? Let me throw something your way real quick. Back when I was in San Diego, and I was working at 1090. At the time, it was Mighty 1090, whatever it was. Okay. Um I was still in college, Trav, and I was working on more of the promotional side, but I was just trying, starting to get on the business side. Mm-hmm. You ever been? To, you ever heard of PB Bar and Grill, Pacific Beach? I have not. Okay, PB Bar and Grill was kind of a staple out there. Where in college or even after college, whatever the case is, basically if you're going down to Pacific Beach, that's where you're going to go get hammered. It was one of those bars. The place was huge. Always people there, and I thought it was a great idea to put together a promotion where I'd put together. <laughs> I like where this is headed. <laughs> I, I thought it would be a great idea to put together a party bus, right? Basically just kind of a, a, a chartered bus that was going to take you from PB Bar and Grill. You just come meet there. You were getting tickets to the San Diego State Aztecs football game at Qualcomm Stadium. Not like that's a big deal, but for college, you know, obviously that that's a fun night. You come there, 
everybody piles in at the uh, you know in the bus and it takes you down to the stadium and then after that when the game ends you, you take the bus back let's just say it wasn't really well thought um, <laughs> there was an incredible amount of liquor like everybody was taken care of that whole part was great mm-hmm. but trying to coordinate 45 to 60 students of <laughs> the getting there no problem uh-huh. But how you're going to round everybody back after going through three quarters of just drinking whatever they were drinking <laughs> back over to PB Bar and Grill, not the best idea. I thought my no. career was over right there. I was like, no, this is it now. This is how you lose your job and you never work in sports talk radio again. Look, this, this is one of those – look, the bus leaves at 10. If you're on it, great. If you're yeah. not, that's your problem. You're on your own getting back to the PB Bar and Grill. Travis, yeah, Sears it would have been, been four of us total coming back if that's how <laughs> well, I play that's, it. Not, that's a not NM. MP, not my problem. I'm on the bus. It's brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. So Jimmy Ward, who is a safety for the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. had this to say about the Rams' acquisition of Matt Stafford. Quote, I like Stafford, but they'll still have the same players that he'll be throwing to. They went and traded Jared Goff, who went to the, the playoffs several times and went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he lost. He went to the Super Bowl, though. I've yet to see that with Matthew Stafford. I'm just going off what I see, and I see I saw Goff got those boys to the Super Bowl. Okay. That's kind of true. But that, that that's one of those things that if you only tell half the story, it sounds like it's right. But if you tell the whole story. Love half stories. It, it's not even close to right. And let me I want to help Jimmy Ward out with something. As somebody who has watched every single Rams game mm-hmm. since they've come back to Los Angeles, as someone who has been in the building watching these sure. things, talking Pre, about post game, game post-game, halftime, the whole yep. thing. Jared Goff, when he first got here under Jeff Fisher, looked like this was going to be a disaster. And then Sean McVay showed up, and Jared Goff was pretty good. And we're kind of, huh, maybe maybe he's got something. Then the next year, Jared Goff was extraordinary. He was excellent. They did go to the Super Bowl. He's right. And really, from that moment forward, Jared Goff was nothing other than below average. It wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a bad month. It wasn't a bad couple of months. It was two seasons in a row of the reason we're not winning these games is because our quarterback can't make plays when we have to have him make plays. He can make plays. If the offensive line is perfect, he's got a chance. If the running game is perfect, we've got a chance. If the wide receivers run perfect routes, we got a chance. Well, that happens, what, 10 times a game? It doesn't happen very often. You need some guys that are going to make some plays when it's not happening, and that's what Matt Stafford can do. And Jimmy Ward is talking about, well, I never saw him. You ever watch the Lions play? They're terrible. Okay. And if, you, if you've ever watched the Lions play, you never once said, you know why the, you know why the Lions suck? It's because Matt, Matt Stafford sucks. That's never been said. It's because everything around that team sucked. I, I don't think – I think there are people in this Jimmy Ward camp that are saying, okay, well, Stafford's got to come out and, and prove it. He's got to show it. Like I, I think there are people out there that say – um, we can't just all of a sudden start claiming that Matt Stafford is this unbelievable player. You haven't been to the playoffs many times. You haven't won a playoff game. So it's okay that there's some people in that camp. Here's my question to you, Trav. Jimmy Ward, why are you running your mouth? What's, what's the, what's the, what do you gain in this? You know, question. You're both in the same division. You think Kyle Shanahan is happy that Jimmy Ward is running his mouth? You think he's you think he's excited to know that hey this is great we get Stafford another kind of chip on his shoulder get the Rams another chip on his shoulder I love these divisional games like this is fantastic it's great for you and I but if you're Jimmy Ward or you're the 49ers you sitting back saying 
what the hell is the point of this? What what do you gain from <laughs> this? What do we us? gain from this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a good point. You, but here, here's another Great point for us. I'll, I'll take it. Absolutely. I believe that Sean McVay knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. If Sean McVay thought that the thing that's holding them back was the play of the quarterback, and he clearly did, the fact that he said it out loud, the fact that he got a chance to walk it back and didn't, and the fact that as soon as they could make a deal to get Jared Goff out, they did, then that's what the problem was. Because Sean McVay has not shown that he's impulsive. He has not shown that he is a guy that makes rash decisions. He's not a guy that's just going to throw his players under the bus at the second sign of uh, the second adversity shows up. This was a couple of seasons of looking at this, and Sean McVay is a football genius. And he's not looking at this and saying, eh, I mean, Jared Goff, let's just get rid of the quarterback. It wasn't that. He knows better than anybody, and the second he got a chance to pull that trigger, he did. In Sean McVay, I trust every single time when it comes to something like this. Well, I'll, I'll just add to this. Um, I think you're probably right, but if it doesn't work out, he'll get scrutinized, as he should. Oh, for sure. And, and, and so will the Rams, so will the front office, so will Matt Stafford. But I'm, I'm with you that I, I feel like – if you thought you had to do this, then you freaking do it. And that's the one thing I like with the Rams. They're not waiting around. They're not, hey, let's kind of strike. A, let's look three, four. No, no. Now is the time to go all in. They obviously went all in with them. Look, I don't want to say this too loud, but if it doesn't work, they're in deep trouble. Sure. Because there, there's, there's really no way out quickly. Like, you, you, you can push off the payments on those, those yeah. number one draft picks that yeah. you haven't had for a while, but at some point – You'd like to pick some players in the first round. But if you get a Super Bowl out of it, if you get deep into the playoffs a bunch of time, it's worth it. I got it. Not only will we do a uh, 7-10 trip, Dodgers-Giants, but that same weekend, we'll do the Rams-49ers. We got it all planned out. Where's the credit card? I'll, I'll, I'll look for yours. Next time we go to lunch, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just do a little etching and make sure I get the number off the back. Get declined. And we'll be good to go. 100% it will get declined. <laughs> Not a chance. I know how to do it. <laughs> the dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Speaking of a long time ago, we were talking about Shaq coming to the Lakers uh, 25 years ago. How about this? It was this day in 1996. Hmm. that Muhammad Ali came out with the Olympic torch in Atlanta and kicked off the opening ceremonies of those Olympic games. And I vividly remember that because it's hard to – it's really hard to explain just the impact that Ali has on people, that when they see him, what he means to – he meant to the Olympics, what he meant to the city of Atlanta, just all of those things, seeing that, that was a really cool moment. Iconic moment, iconic moment. You know, if, if you look back, look at all the different memories of the Olympics, that's one of them. That's an iconic moment. I always, I, I, I think I've said this, I can't believe, I can't remember if I said this on this, but I've heard Mike, Ty, Mike Tyson talk about Muhammad Ali, and there was a time he's literally, he gets emotional, he starts crying, he's talking about how, he's like, Ali would die in the ring. I wouldn't. That's the difference. You know, he was talking about how one fighter would do anything he can to win while Mike Tyson's like, I just didn't have that in me. Uh, That's one of many probably Muhammad Ali stories. Speaking of the Olympics, apparently the beds in the Olympic Village are Mm -hmm. made out of cardboard. Sure, absolutely. In an attempt to prevent... Uh, athletes from spending time together. They're a little worried about COVID and some other things, so they're trying to make cheap beds, so maybe that uh, will prevent... I don't, I don't think it's going to work, but that's where they're going. Cardboard beds, Lee. Yeah, I think they're Sempra... What, what's, uh, what's the... Help me out with a couple of brands. I can't think of any brands. Serta? 
Yeah, they're sort of. They're, they're, Beauty uh, rest, um, the, purple the, mattress. Um, I don't know why I know all these. Sit and sleep. I think that's a store. I don't know if that's a brand, but uh, uh, yeah. they're ortho mattresses. Ortho. ortho. I think you're yeah, right. They're ortho. <laughs> or that's well, that might be washing machines. <laughs> but yeah, they probably have a mattress factory somewhere. Uh, this whole, by the way, this whole Olympic thing, and now you know, obviously, fans not being able to be there as well. Trav, this might be just one of those where it's forced. They'll do everything they can to make the Olympics go on, uh, but it's unfortunate circumstances. Yeah, it's going to be weird. It, it, it really is. And I don't think, look, you have athletes that are in their peak physical condition coming yeah. from all over the world mm-hmm. who know they're never going to see that other person again. And I don't think a cardboard bed stopping anybody. I don't think that's going to be the thing that's going to make them stop. Uh, how do they get the podcast? Uh, ESPN app or on iTunes. Just search Travis and Sliwa Show. Also, Lakers talk tonight at 7 p.m. All right, bunch of fudge coming up tomorrow. We'll get you started on the Dodgers and the Giants and how that series kicked off. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.